Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, habit thrivers and sleep enthusiasts. I'm Lori and welcome to episode number 20 of your Habit Thrive podcast. This is the second in a four-part series on sleep for the month of November. So speaking of sleep, how has week two of this time change been treating you? Did you take advantage of that one hour to move your bedtime up, maybe from 12 to 11 or 11 to 10 maybe? And remembering as you're moving into this second week to be gentle with yourself. Now, some of you would have sailed through the first week, hardly noticing anything. And others, you could be still feeling a little tired, maybe a little grumpy, maybe feeling off balance. So allow yourself this week, and really, just allow yourself however long it takes. And if you're listening to this podcast at another time of the year, please bring this forward with you to your next time change. Okay, so for this week's episode, as we are creating a evening routine to surrender into sleep, I want to address one question that I received regarding a set bedtime. Now, I do know that there is probably more than one of you who has that question around, really, how important is it to have a set and consistent bedtime? So many of you who are listening to this podcast are either retired, close to retirement, or you've been retired for a long time. This question that I had again from at least one person was about the fact that before retirement, they had a very structured job and had to get up at a certain time and so had backed that up and they were quite strict with uh, their bedtime. So in terms of the conversation going back and forth on that, it really is at this point that this person is saying, I don't want to have a set bedtime. I don't want to have a set get up time. And in fact, uh, I don't want anyone to make me have a go to bed time (laughs) or a get up time. So we had lots of fun going back and forth on this for sure. And I really do wanna keep this light as, as serious as sleep is for our health. And I'm gonna say that right off the bat. If we don't have a little bit of lightness and curiosity and a little bit of exploration around it, it can just feel very heavy and very intense. So here's the thing. If you're sleeping well right now, and let's say you don't have a consistent bedtime, you are falling asleep when you want to fall asleep, getting up when you want to, again, So if you're sleeping well, 
you're falling asleep quickly, you're staying asleep, you're feeling well rested in the morning, you have energy during the day to do what you want to do, your health is where you want it, weight wise, bone and joint wise, blood pressure, thyroid, all the health parameters, then I say you go girl. I would not change what is not broken. So you can still listen to this episode as you are going to pick up some um, extra tips along the way, but pat yourself on the back because really, in today's world and society, a good night's sleep is not a given. There are so many benefits to a good night's sleep that I think that they are worth highlighting here and in fact can serve as motivation for a consistent and for some of you an earlier bedtime. So some of the benefits of a good night's sleep that you're probably aware of are you have more energy during the day, generally you're in a better mood, mentally clearer, perhaps experiencing less pain and less food cravings. Now, often we notice these benefits when we have had a day or two of not such a good night's sleep. So what you might notice is that when you wake up tired, it just takes more energy to do everything. You feel like your normal walk is a, is a slugging through the, the mud fast, decisions around mealtime and to do take more energy which actually makes you more tired. And in terms of your mood, perhaps you're less patient, less tolerant, as we don't have that happy reserve, which is what I like to call that little extra energy around my mood. And as explained in the Ayurvedic book, Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life, when you're operating on a sleep deficit, your resting metabolic rate is decreased as your body may be sensing that it needs to conserve energy. So as it looks for more energy, it looks towards starchy, sweet foods, hence the food cravings, that can deliver a quick jolt of energy. And even when you get that energy and get out there for that walk, because your resting metabolic rate is lower, you're actually burning less calories. Now, that's just important if if weight loss is a goal for you. So you are burning less calories than if you had a good night's sleep. And to boot, this lack of sleep can disrupt your body's ability to process energy, particularly the energy coming from, let's say, these extra simple sugars, and you can experience um, insulin resistance in just a few days of reduced sleep. So as the author says, Picking an early, consistent bedtime is the best diet you will ever have. I love that. And how interesting is that? It simplified this with my clients over the years to just say, when you're sleep deprived, you don't know if you're hungry or if you're tired or if you're getting sick, but your body and your brain know that they need something. So the quick fix very often is a sugary and kind of satisfying snack in the moment though, because it does the trick, but only for the short term. And so our future self is actually not thanking us for this. 
but this is what we tend to do when we're sleep deprived. So now in the fall season, okay, so particularly now in November, couple this with the fact that your body is manufacturing less serotonin, the feel-good chemical, because of the drop in sunlight. And serotonin also helps us with food cravings and uh, our perception as, of pain. So you have this double whammy of less light, less sleep, more food cravings, more pain, perhaps more stress, more anxiety. So no wonder this time of year is so challenging. And that's why actually I love talking about habits and routines related to sleep because we do have the power to change our experience of the fall. So this is my goal during our, our sleep focus in the month of November to nudge you towards a consistent and perhaps earlier bedtime. Again, only if sleep is an issue for you. So let's start to put together our, our evening surrender to sleep routine. And it starts as soon as the sun sets. So sunset is around five-ish in my neck of the woods here in Northern Ontario. So that's when my evening sleep routine starts. I'm gonna work back from 10 p.m. because that's when, and actually I shut the lights off at 9.30, but I'm gonna suggest, okay, working back from 10. And again, if you go to bed earlier, you just nudge it back however it needs to work for your bedtime. Now from an Ayurvedic perspective, it is best for our bodies to, um, to be asleep by 10. So I am going to, uh, spend just a few moments here to describe the Ayurvedic clock and I will put a link in the show notes for this as well. So the time between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m. is called kapha um, time and it is the same in the morning from 6 a.m. to 10. The time between 10 to 2 is pitta time, and the time between 2 to 6 is vata time. So that's regardless of whether, again, it's during the day or it's in the evening. Now, each one of these four-hour segments have particular characteristics in terms of our energy. It's all about, again, our relationship to, uh, to nature, our unique selves for sure and our relationship to nature and to of course the 24-hour clock so according to ayurveda kappa time is characterized by the elements of water and earth and so in that time period at night we are starting to slow down we're feeling very grounded we are turning in it feels sometimes a little bit heavier and you'll notice that in the morning let's say during kappa time from 6 a.m until 10 that is the time you wake up um, we actually have a heaviness with us we have uh, what's called a coating or alma on our tongue from the uh, work of the body overnight to uh, to detox, to do all of those metabolic processes. So we just feel a little bit sluggish, a little bit heavy, and we're kind of clearing uh, all of this in the morning. In the evening, we are preparing 
to hunker down for a good night's sleep. Now what happens after 10 o'clock at night is that we're in Pitta time and Pitta is fire and water. During Pitta time we have more energy. During the day from 10 to 2 that is our high energy time for digestion which is why it is suggested to have your bigger meal of the day uh, over the lunch period. So what happens if you go to sleep, let's say after 10 o'clock, and I do hear this from clients and I've heard this from people over the years, that sometimes they get their second wind and describe themselves as night owls because that's when they get stuff done. They can do stuff faster in that period of time than other times during the day. They've got energy to clean the house, to do the paperwork, to do the laundry, even creative stuff for some people will get fired up after 10 o'clock. And again, that really is your second wind. What I'd like you to notice, and this is what I've played with with clients over the years, is to notice as you back up before 10 o'clock, and if you are able to be asleep before 10 o'clock, then you may in fact have a better night's sleep and you may in fact wake up less or not at all throughout your sleep from let's say 10 to 6 because you have not gone into that fire and water or that pitta time. So this is again with an open mind just exploring but when you know why there might be a potential to have a better sleep before those hours before midnight, that is part of it. We want to go to bed during, um, during kappa time and we want to get up and actually the recommendation is to get up just before uh, kappa time, so getting up just before 6 a.m. But again, I'm going to focus on the evening to start and then we will play with the other with the other end of it. So that is my suggestion. So taking it back from, um, let's say, being asleep or at least in bed somewhere between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. And then as we move back from there, I'm also going to say that I know that in the evening, for example, um, some people are going to be quite busy. So it might not be every night of the week, but definitely at least a night or two during the week, you might be heading out for curling or choir or volunteer work, taking the kids or grandkids to hockey. You might be going to a hockey game or a basketball game or a yoga class. So I'm not suggesting that you do this in your jammies, but I am suggesting that you recognize and honor that time that the sun goes down, knowing that you can have a more relaxed type of energy in the evening from the time, I'm gonna say five o'clock, from the time the sun drops down, uh, right up until that pit of time, which is 10 o'clock. So when we know that the energy is different, doesn't mean we don't get things done um, and that we have to hunker right down, you know, soon as the sun drops at five, but when you recognize that, notice that the energy is different and I'm gonna say honor it. It can change your evening, particularly for those of you that um, have a bit of a struggle with bedtime. You just may not even want to go to bed. You might 
feel like when you go to bed, your mind is really busy. We feel pain sometimes more when we go to bed in the quietness of there's less distractions, for example, as we move through our day. And then in the evening, we're feeling busier mind, more pain. So starting your bedtime routine, surrendering to sleep, as soon as you notice that change in light can be really helpful actually. So, and it's quite the opposite of being on that hamster wheel of your day, right? Until 10 minutes before you go to bed and then expect that when you go to bed, you'll be able to fall right asleep. And sometimes we are hoping that, and sometimes that does happen, but very often, we will wake up within a few hours because our head is still spinning and yes, our thoughts can wake us up. So the more we are able to do that hunkering down, honoring that different energy in the evening, the more that we're able to do that as the time change, I'm just putting that out there that you may notice a difference. So I'm going to come back to dinner time here for a moment. So we're still earlier in the evening here. So we're still around that 5.30 time. So you are looking at a lighter dinner than lunch. As I mentioned, your digestion is highest between a 10 and two. And so that's when you want to have the heavier meals and definitely in the fall and winter, looking for a, a nice warm meal at, uh, at lunchtime. And so a lighter meal at dinner also means better digestion. Your body is actually not at the place that it wants to do heavy digesting after uh, six o'clock. So you want to watch the spices, um, alcohol, caffeine, all of those things that at least during the week, you probably have an idea that they affect your sleep. Now they may not stop you from going to sleep but there is a chance that they will wake you up after again your body has gone through the the metabolizing of some of these whether it's spicy food or alcohol or caffeine then there is a chance that they can wake you up so again everybody is different i'm just throwing this stuff out here for you to notice so after dinner, if you're going out uh, for one of these activities, what I suggest is to set your sleep environment up before you go out. So if you wanna come back and have a bath and you wanna have Epsom salts and essential oils or a candle, or you want to have stuff done before you go out so that when you get back, you're not feeling like you have to do that last minute cleanup in the kitchen or the laundry or things that, you know that you like to do before you go to bed because it actually does help you sleep because it's like, okay, at least this is done and now I can put my head down and go to sleep. I know that's a lot of stuff crunched into a small amount of time for sure. So I just want you to notice how that might flow out and whether or not you can at least do part of that preparation. Because then when you are going out for your evening activity, you have put your brain forward into, okay, when I come back, I'm going to be able to re totally relax and go to sleep. So if you're at home on a particular night, let's say you're not going out um, right after. So after dinner, just start closing the blinds, turning off the lights when you're done in a room. So that that is a signal to your brain that you are starting to turn in and hunker down.
The same thing applies to the temperature. So setting your temperature down and you'll decide on that. We like to set it around 68 and you, of course, you can automatically set that with your Google or your Alexa or however it works or uh, manually turn that temperature down. And I like that to turn down a couple of hours um, before sleep for sure. Last snack, whether you are deciding if that's seven or eight o'clock at night, uh, depending again on your sleep. So if you have eaten consistently through the day and feel satisfied again with your dinner and then your snack, then you're not gonna end up waking up in the, in the night because you're hungry. Now, that snack can help, so you decide, definitely play with that, experiment what works. I generally say between seven and eight o'clock and then brush your teeth so that you are not tempted to snack again. I heard that tip years ago and I love it and it works. Have a shutdown time for your screens, okay? So checking in with your Instagram and your Facebook and your emails. Generally, the recommendation is at least one hour before bed. And the reason for that is for the blue light, uh, the lights in general actually, and also just the information that you're taking in can keep the, the brain kind of uh, wide awake. So shutting down at least that hour before bed. And even if you are having some downtime in terms of television into the evening, just thinking about what you're choosing. So if you can, staying away from the news, definitely right before you go to bed because that will fire, uh, fire you up. And also if you have that issue of trying to wind down and you'd, and you'd like to go to sleep earlier, but you're into let's say a Netflix um, binge watching, just be aware of that and notice that there are some shows and for us definitely during the week we, we tend to stay more with the sitcoms that have a beginning and an end closes the loop in our brain right which is great from not binge watching and it's also great for going to sleep so it's not we don't watch the crown for example during the week because even when you go to sleep, even if you say, I'm only gonna watch one episode, that loop is still open. So that's really, really interesting. So just, again, be open to that, notice that, and uh, I think a little light television in the evening can be part of your, um, your turning in and turning down time. Now you may do some light stretches. We um, go out in the evening, again, not for a vigorous walk, but that is part of the evening routine as a way to kind of de-stress and let the day go. You might be listening to a meditation audio. For some of you, I've heard you say that, it's in the bath. I'm the same way. I like to listen to my meditation audios in the bath, not right before bed, because I generally don't have my phone in the room or any devices in the room, in the bedroom, but some people do. And my only suggestion around that is that, um, and I should say that if I've had a night or two that my mind has been really busy and I'm like, okay, I absolutely 
want to uh, let go into sleep tonight and if I wake up I want my meditation beside me then I just say your phone is beside you it has the night uh, light on it in terms of brightness notifications are off and if you use earbuds they are ready to go and you have things teed up so that if you do wake up in the night and you listen to um, I love listening to uh, mantras we're going to be talking about that actually in one episode they put me back to sleep and insight timer has wonderful sleep meditations as well so having those teed up and ready to go so you're not kind of waking yourself up and fumbling around and if you use those right before bed that is fantastic as well so you start to notice and see where those all get uh, teed up so in general when you think about a sleep routine for us it's an hour so it is generally between eight um, and sometimes starting around eight. So I'm gonna say at least an hour before you want to be asleep. Now that might seem like a lot, and especially if you have a busy evening. So I'm gonna say, just start chipping away at it. Just start noticing what works for you, but allowing yourself that time and really thinking about that time starting soon as the um, soon as the light changes. So now when you are in bed, you're deciding again, you've got a nice, everything's nice and cozy for sure. The recommendation, and I've always seen this in terms of the sleep um, experts and from an Ayurvedic standpoint is some people like to keep the outside of the body warm and the inside cool. So some of you might start with socks on. Uh, I know people who wear um, a hat to bed as well and I do do that camping, (laughs) I do that for sure. Um, Now we might have some menopausal issues coming uh, into this as well and so you're going to have some routines around that. I used to have um, towels stacked beside the bed ready for that switch in between uh, for for the sheets in terms of the night sweats and that was just, it was part of my evening routine. And so when you have everything lined up, when you're looking ahead and thinking ahead to what potentially can impact your sleep, even from somebody, let's say that that might, you know, your dog or your partner may snore. So you may have a backup of saying, all right, I'm gonna have my, the spare room or the couch ready for me if I need to, to get up. That is part of my sleep routine as well. Nothing worse than having to get up and I go in the spare room and I've got all this stuff piled on the bed and I gotta turn the light on and pile everything off. No. I am ready during the week for anything. (laughs) That is all part of my sleep routine. So I'm gonna suggest that you start playing with this. Now, I would journal it. I would make note of it. I would just write it down somewhere and then when you wake up in the morning, you're, okay, what worked? What worked? I wanna remember this. And so I'm going to write this down. So this actually is, yes, a little bit of homework for for the week. Um, And you absolutely, everything won't work for everyone. So I want you to really, um, again, embrace your uniqueness, your situation, right? Whether you're on your own, there are other people. 
um, and in fact also letting other people know that this is what you're working on for the month of November you are working on a on a sleep routine and um, maybe changing things up a little bit just so that everybody <laughs> is part of your evening routine so you're just really noticing again as you move into the evening all engaging all of your senses right we're taking care of everything from the aromas uh, some of you will enjoy lavender you'll have aromas that that say to your brain it is time for sleep you might have a linen spray something that works for you you might have some type of essential oils in the bath when this is consistent again it is a signal to the brain that you are preparing for sleep so sounds through your meditations aromas and just really enjoying this time of year for what it is what it is designed for and that is hunkering down and moving inward and getting a good night's sleep so my final note is just to notice that there will be some resistance just as there was resistance last week to setting a particular bedtime and having it consistent that is what it is to be human we're going to say i don't have time i have to get all of this stuff done before um, i go to bed or i won't be able to sleep notice the words that are coming out the thoughts that are coming out and feel free to write them down and even do a little bit of challenging of those thoughts so i don't have time because this this and this needs to be done and so you might even challenge that and say well i could when i have more energy i could do a quick folding of the of the laundry when i get up in the morning I actually can do that while you know my coffee is is brewing or however that works there's no limit to how much we can change things and kind of challenge our our I'm gonna say limiting beliefs again are things that we've been doing for years and years and years and until we get in this situation of going okay for the month of November everything is 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 up for examination so to speak so I'd like you to have fun with it. I'd like you to be curious about it. Notice what changes. And then you'll really notice what you want to hold on to as well. Um, because you've actually put it through the test. And that's fantastic as well. So I'd like to end with, again, my favorite Ayurvedic book, Change Your Schedule, Change Your Life, where the author says, In... Ayurveda, sleep is considered a spiritual experience, one that you shouldn't curtail in order to watch a little more TV or send a few extra emails. I love that. A spiritual experience as we surrender into sleep. And so I'm going to let that sit with you as we end this time together, soft inhale in through your nose, long exhale out. Hands by your side or resting on your heart, right here, right now. 
I'd like you to say out loud whatever feels good, whatever comes to mind. And mine is right here, right now. All is good. So night, night, or have a wonderful day leading into a wonderful sleep. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.